If you're lucky, you listen to them talk. They're on their way up and they can't stop. For all things great iron and hard top, it's Kevlu and Steve since the sandbox. Since the sandbox fans, welcome back to the sandbox. And we're here with our week 15 impressions. Guys, it's Christmas week. You know, we're getting to the end of the NFL regular season, the end of the fantasy season, and things coming down to the crunch time here. Let's kick things off with the first game in the, in the NFL, and that was uh, the Chargers, and it, Herbert's the real deal. How can the Raiders beat Kansas City and then lose to a team like the Chargers? It just you know, doesn't really make sense to me how we can call the Raiders you know, one of those teams that were about to be a playoff team, and then they, they just change every single year. It, it's like they, they play good for 10 games, and then after that it's just like, all right, now let's tank. Yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, the offense looks good, but the defense just isn't there. And I'm glad the Chargers didn't blow it because that would have been just awful. But it was a great game. Uh, good to see an exciting game, especially when, like, the expectations aren't too high. But both teams look good. I, I think if Carr didn't get hurt, game's a little different. But Mariota did what he could and just wasn't enough. This is what I've been saying. I think people expect too much from – what are now the Las Vegas Raiders. I don't think they're that good of a team. I think at very best, they're an average football team. And I think people are starting to see that this season. They're not, they're nowhere near the Kansas City Chiefs. You know what I mean? As long as Pat Mahomes is there, that is their division. And and the Raiders are never going to get past that. And it is what it is, man. I mean, I hope people start to see that. I think the hype with the Raiders is done. I think people are starting to see they're not that good of a football team. And it is what it is. I've been saying it. I definitely feel you there. That game was was pretty exciting for a Thursday game. But let's go to our Saturday night games, guys. Our first one, the Bills definitely stood hard and they handled Denver. But I have a question for, for this Denver team. Is, do you guys think that Drew Locke is, is the answer for the Broncos offense? Uh, no, I mean, it's hard to tell. I mean, they've been banged up all year. They don't have their best receiver. I think it's too young to tell. The kid's been hurt a lot, but... Uh... If he doesn't start showing signs of getting better and less turnovers, I think they'll look to the draft eventually or a free agent because they have a history of signing guys. Yeah, I agree. I think you got to give him at least one more season. You know what I mean? Like Lou said, they're banged up. It's COVID. You know what I mean? It, this is a tough season to really show out. So I think you got to give him at least one more season if he shows, if he shows signs of improvement and maybe even two seasons. But if he, if he doesn't make at least somewhat of a jump next year, then like Lou said, I think they're going to start either – looking to draft someone or look if there's any free agencies on the market, you know, further down the road. Yeah, no, the reason why I asked is because D- Denver could realistically be in the quarterback market, you know, come draft time. And we all know the big name that are going to be involved in Denver is, is probably going to be primed for arguably a, a top five, top 10 draft pick. I just want to say, and I'm going to shout out Anthony Holman on this one. And I don't know if it's going to happen, but I'm going to start trying to manifest this now. Nothing would make me happier than to see Carson Wentz in a Chicago Bears uniform next year. I said what I said, and I'm going to keep manifesting it until it comes true. I feel that. How do you feel about that, Lou? Uh, it's a good fit. Good fit. I think he's better in Indy just because of the O-line. I think we have a little better weapons after. Oh, you think he's better in Indy, do you? <laughs> I mean, I mean, one team's ten and four, and, and the other one, I think, like lost six straight at one point. So that's not probably at so. All, Lou. No, I'm just kidding. No, Indy would be a good fit too, but I don't know something about him on the Bears, dude. 
the Bears are just such like a gritty team. They always have been. I feel like Wentz is really like a just like a really gritty dude and like a gritty quarterback. You know what I mean? I just love the the fit there. But Indy kind of the same too. So I see what you're saying. Yeah, there's gonna be there's gonna be a lot of places and. Wentz is definitely a name that we're going to talk about all offseason is going to be a potential place. And, Kev, I wouldn't be surprised if you said, oh, Carson Wentz is going to be a Patriot. <laughs> I definitely wouldn't be shocked um, if we heard that. But both of your teams, I think, will be looking um, to be in the quarterback market for their future. But, guys, let's move this to our other Saturday game where Green Bay is now primed for the one seed. Do you guys think that Green Bay should rest or do you think that they should, you know, really keep things – going the way they are to really see if, if they can lock that up over the Saints. Yeah, I'd go to lock it up just because you don't want to have to go to the Dome against the Saints or, or be on the road at any point. Uh, I know Lambeau's not the same without the whole crowd there, but still, especially versus a warm weather team, if they have to go there like the Rams or the Saints, I think it'll be a benefit. But they just have to keep doing what they're doing and improve because they're good, but they, they let it hang pretty close with some bad teams. Yeah, I agree. I think I think if you're the package, you go out and you play and you lock up the number one seed. I mean, it is what it is. You know what I mean? I, I, I never was really into, like, resting guys because I just think playing every week keeps them sharp, even if you don't play them the whole game. You know what I mean? If they have a, if they have a big second-half lead, then you start sitting guys. You know what I mean? But you definitely want to lock up that number one seed. Like Lou said, you don't want to have to go on the road at all in the playoffs. So why not just, you know, get it done instead of resting guys? Yeah, I'm definitely not in favor of the rest either. I just know that realistically when it comes to this time of year, there are a lot of teams that take both sides of the approach. So just wanted to see, you know, what what you guys thought about Green Bay potentially being one. But, guys, let's go to Sunday and let's go to one of the games um, that, that were definitely interesting. Lou, the Colts had a great game this week, but the Colts and the Titans race is heating up. And the Colts play the Steelers and the Jaguars. And the Titans play Green Bay and the Texans. What do you guys think is going to end up finishing out on top um, as far as the division race goes? I'm going to go with the Colts just because I think the matchup versus the Steelers is a little better at this point just because they're sputtering. Uh, and Green Bay's hot and, and Tennessee's been good. But uh, they, they have had some easy games where they look great. So I think this will be a tough one. Um, and I'm just hoping Pittsburgh doesn't have any fuel. And I hope they're kind of just lying down and – just trying to squeak in the playoffs. But who knows? This this will decide it, though, because we played Jacksonville the last week, and I don't think they play anybody great uh, after Green Bay. So it, it, this would be huge. This this is the division right here and the playoffs if if the Colts win and Miami has to lose or tie and Baltimore has to lose or tie to give them a spot solidified. So it'll be interesting. For the shoe. Yeah, I'm actually all for the Colts. I, I like the matchup this week for the Colts better, like you said, Lou. I, I really don't see – the Titans winning this game, especially if, like we're saying, the Packers go out and play and try to lock up that number one seed. I really don't see the the Titans beating them. But, I mean, it's still a tough matchup for the Colts. But like you said, Lou, the Colts are hot right now, and the Steelers aren't as hot as they were, you know, three, four weeks ago. So definitely like the matchup better. And let's go. I'm pulling for the shoe this week. Yeah, I hear that. And I'm I'm pulling for the shoe this week too. I, I honestly think the Colts are going to beat the Steelers. And, I think the Colts are a tough team for the Steelers to really get out of their funk against. And this was a tough stretch of the second half of the season for Pittsburgh. But, I mean, that just kind of goes to show you how generous their their first half of their schedule was. And, Lou, I know the Colts aren't going to drop two games to the Jaguars this year. My prediction of Jaguars being winless 
actually should have been true. But that that first game really got that all messed up. But but the Titans playing the Texans the last week, I re- even think that's a game that the Titans could possibly drop. And and I'm not saying you know that the Titans are a bad team or anything like that. But going to Green Bay is going to be tough, and I know there'll be urgency. But you know the Texans are going to be a team that's hungry and ready to rebuild for next year. And before they have a bad taste in their mouth, you know before the the whole offseason, I feel like they definitely want to get a win and spoil the Titans' chances of winning the division. I agree with that. that that'll that be interesting to see. And the Texans play well. I mean, Colts beat them twice, both on fumbles in the red zone, up by a touchdown. So it really came down to the wire. It's a division game, and, and you just never know. That's definitely going to be a close one. Um, but to move on to our next game, the Jets found their first W. Very surprisingly, was not expecting that. Uh, we regarded the Rams as very high in our since the sandbox power rankings, which will be coming out to you guys soon uh, before the season wraps up, heading into the playoffs. But do you guys think that Jared Goff is to blame? Um, I, I feel like a lot of the times this year when the Rams haven't played great, it's because I could say that Jared Goff hasn't had that great of a game. You know, he hasn't really stood out like he has in years past when he was in the shootout versus the Chiefs, though. And I know we have a lot of respect for Jared Goff, but I feel like they can definitely look to replace him just like they did with Gurley, especially with his with his contract being so high. Yeah, it's not more on him not playing great consistently. It's just like holding on to the football. You know what I mean? It's it's just if you don't give up turnovers, they'll be fine. And he has too many. That's just the end of it. I know he's not going to be spectacular. He kind of reminds me of like an Alex Smith type guy, but Alex Smith didn't give away the football. So if he can get that out of the way. And also, I just want to say this, like the same people who are bashing the Jets for like winning a football game, or the same people who bashed them for losing a football game versus the Raiders, <laughs> taking them out of the number one pick anyways. So like if they win or if they lose, like people are complaining and it's like, they have to compete every week. And I mean, I don't know. I, it, it's just crazy to me. I, I, I don't get like, Oh my God, they won a game. Like, how could you let that happen? It's like, well, they could have two wins right now. Like, <laughs> it, it, that just bothers me. It, it, there's no winning situation there. No, you definitely can. And, Kevin, I'm sorry to cut you off. But it's crazy because people are saying they'd rather them go winless. I mean, as a fan, I would never want to, like, say my team went winless. Like, I get it. You know, the, having the number one pick is great. But having number two is, is pretty damn good, too. So that's definitely tough. And, yeah, I feel you with, with the whole the whole Goff thing. I, I think the Rams will definitely bounce back. But with Goff and with Wentz, who we were just talking about, those guys were the one and two pick. What do we think, like, to date? Do we think that they've lived up to expectations? Do we think that they're both starters going in the year to come? Kev, you can answer that first. And then, Lou, I'd love to hear what you have to say after. Um, I personally tend to think that Wentz – is the more talented quarterback, but obviously I think career wise, you have to give it to golf. You know what I mean? I don't know. I mean, it is what it is. I think they're, I think they're both going to be around for, for the long run. I think, you know, golf seems to have found his place in LA. <clears throat> Wentz, like we said, we'll have to wait and see <clears throat> how things unfold in Philly and where he ends up. But I mean, I think as far as starting wise, they're both going to be in the league for a while. So definitely worth the picks in my opinion. Yeah, I think it'll depend, like, how this QB draft goes just because if this is the first draft in a while where, like, we have some busts at the top, I think that'll make teams hesitant and rather stick around. But I think they'll both be fine. I think Goff's 
a starter in every sense of the word. Same thing with Wentz. It's just like when you're not having a good season and they pull you and then all of a sudden the playbook completely changes and they're doing things like, like I'm pretty sure Miles Sanders like had his least usage the weeks leading up to Wentz getting canned. But as soon as he's out of the lineup, they run him more than he has all season, which is kind of like what we were saying. You should run the football with, with Miles Sanders a lot more, even Boston Scott, just to like take pressure off. So I don't know. It, I think they're both starters for a long time. I, I We forget like Wentz kind of got robbed of an MVP and a Super Bowl MVP. So, or at least a Super Bowl, but I think they're both good for a while, but I'd, I'd give Goff the longevity just because he, he doesn't get hit as much. Yeah, no, I, I definitely hear you guys there. Um, just wanted to hear, hear what you thought. But, guys, the Falcons did it again. It's kind of crazy. This, this is kind of becoming more of a norm for the Falcons rather than, you know, not. And it's just them blowing another game. And Brady and Evans and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers had a huge second half. And they came back and they won. I mean, I don't think that's shocking to anybody, but I definitely think the Bucs needed to have that type of a second half to really stay relevant right now. Yeah, I agree. I, I just don't buy a lot into it. Like, you did it versus a team that, like, is notorious for blowing comebacks, and you shouldn't have been down at all. Like, not at all, um, period. Yeah. Their secondary is not that good. Like, that's just it. Um, and, if, and if you can't at least get two turnovers out of the Falcons or three with that pass rush, I don't know what to tell you. I think they look good. I mean, the offense looks a little better, but it's like – kind of a different show every week and I need to see it versus a good team you know it, it it doesn't really matter to me it was I mean it's good for them to get the chemistry and I guess another game under the belt but just does nothing for me as far as like where do I see the Bucks? they're they're still a, a good wild card team and that, that's about it till I, I see it versus a real contender mm-hmm. yeah it's weird I mean honestly like I don't know what to think of the Bucks at this point I mean I think you're right they are in a lot of with team that they shouldn't be like Lou said I mean the Falcons are one of those teams that you shouldn't be down at all especially with that offense and how bad that Atlanta defense is I mean it's it's going to be interesting to see you know come playoff time it's been a roller coaster all season like it's been up and down their offenses looks good the defenses looks good vice versa so I I really don't know what to think of them at this point but it is what it is I think Brady's going to come out strong these last few weeks and, and try to close it out and, and come into the playoffs with a head full of steam. No, I definitely hear that. Just just with that whole playoff talk, guys, we talked about the Jaguars earlier being a game away from get almost a guarantee of a winless season, but we have to mention the Ravens, and the Ravens have to win out, I personally think, for them to still have their playoff dreams. And with the way Pittsburgh's looking right now, if they lose the rest of their games this season, maybe the Browns can win the AFC North. I don't think that's too crazy to say. The Browns have played really good within the past couple of weeks, um, and I know that's shocking to hear from us sandbox guys, but i um, got to give credit when it's due. So things are definitely going to be crazy in that AFC playoff picture in the AFC North. Yeah, I don't think it's crazy they could win the division. I just don't see them winning a playoff game. Outside of a banged-up Colts team, they really haven't beat anybody great besides the Titans and then let up 37 points in the second half. So I think they're a good football team. I still think the Ravens and Steelers beat them head-to-head every time, and I would love to get the Colts to to play them again in in the postseason. And I I think Miami would beat them as well. Uh, Again, I think it's good, but, man, like a lot of their wins are really iffy. And in the one big game they had recently, they did fall short. So I think the Browns are a good football team, but – 
I'm not I'm not banking on it in the postseason. Ah, yeah, they're another team. It, it it's really it's it's so tough because like how many times are you gonna you know win putting up forty points and lose putting up like you know what I mean? It's like it, it's just crazy. Like the, like Lou said, a lot of their wins have been shaky, and it is what it is. I mean, I'm not I'm still not sold on Baker yet. He's definitely you know been playing better in my opinion the second half of the season, but still not sold on him yet and. That backfield is lethal, but besides Jarvis Landry and like Austin Hooper, like as much as we bash OBJ, like that's going to be a big loss, especially come playoff time. Like not having a guy like him on the field and paying him the money that you're paying him and stuff like that, it's going to be a big hit come playoff time. And I just don't know if if that team's sturdy enough yet to to really make a playoff run. Yeah, no, those are all fair points. And there's a, a couple of other teams that we're about to talk about that could be some time away from a playoff run. I'm going to get some things straight. But, guys, the Bears can actually score with Mitch Trubisky. I mean, they've won the past couple of weeks. They've put up more than 20 points. And I don't know if that's, you know, due to, you know, Mitch running the offense and it being a little different from Foles or, you know, it's just what the matchups are. But things are definitely different when he's in the lineup. And also on the other side of the ball, talking about the Vikings, I know you guys saw the friction with the wide receivers and Kirk Cousins. You guys think that Kirk Cousins is going to be having conversations for a second contract in Minnesota? Uh, on the Bears, first I'll start. Uh, Trubisky, like I, where Lou was right. I, I, I've been saying this too. He's better than Nick Foles. Nick Foles is a backup. He can move. He's young. And he's just better. I mean, he's just a better football player. And then with Minnesota, I don't think so. I think they draft a guy this year or the next and groom him, and Kirk goes his way and ends up on a team that needs, you know, kind of like a Colts in the situation where you need a guy that can hold the ship steady for a year or two and then kind of see where it goes from there. And I still think he's a above-average QB, but nothing too crazy. I don't see him there long-term, especially with the way they fizzled out the last couple seasons. Yeah, so when it comes to the Bears – all I'm going to say, again, manifesting Carson Wentz will be on the Chicago Bears. When it comes to the Vikings, I think Kirk Cousins, like Lou said, maybe, maybe give him another couple years, um, depending if they, can, if they can get someone good in the draft. But I definitely think the Bears explore their options uh, for quarterback before the Vikings do. I think Kirk Cousins is still going to, you know, give them another solid couple of years before they really get someone groomed, like Lou said, and, and, and find that, you know. Franchise quarterback. Franchise quarterback, yeah. <laughs> I got you there, Kev. Don't worry, we're all, we've all been there. Um, but, guys, let's stay in that NFC. And the Seahawks underperform significantly against the Washington football team. I almost said Redskins there. Uh, it almost slipped out. but. They definitely took the division lead because they, even though that was an ugly game, a tough, ugly game for Seattle, they still won that game, and the Rams lost. So that was huge for the division, uh, taking that division lead back from the, from the Rams. But I really don't know who's the better team in that NFC West. I, I thought by the end of the season that I would be able to tell, but I really feel like the, the, the Seahawks and the Rams keep on showing us different weaknesses towards the playoffs. Yeah, it's weird because as Seattle's offense has gone down, the defense has gotten really, really better. I think they've held teams to like under 20 in the last like three or four games. Um, again, 
I think they're pretty evenly matched, I, I, even though I think the Rams are a better overall football team. But I'll put it in Russ's hands. And, and this is the biggest week in the NFL as far as the division layouts go. So Seattle game, the Colts game, the Titans game, uh, it's all going to be huge. Yeah, Lou, I agree with that last thing you said about putting the ball in Russ's hands because um, I agree 100%. But I also agree, I think the Rams are the better overall team. They're just more balanced. I mean, that defense, like you said, Seattle's defense has gone better. But at, at the very least, you know the Rams' defense is going to be consistent. They're never going to play, you know, detrimentally bad. They're, they're always going to have at least, you know, a solid week. And their offense is good enough, you know what I mean? Like, definitely – I. Obviously, Seattle has the better wide receiver core with Lockett and DK, and obviously they have Russ. But, I mean, the Rams' offense is good, and Cam Akers is young. We've been raving about him. Steve, you were saying, you know, he was going to be a top guy, and he really is emerging as an, as an RB1. So, I like, you know, where their offense is going, and I think, I think they're just the more balanced team. Yeah, fair enough. And those are all really good points, and it's going to be interesting to see how it unfolds over the next two weeks. But, guys, here's the million-dollar question for Week 15. Is Jalen Hurts the guy for the Philadelphia Eagles? Um, I think he is. I like the kid coming out of college. He can throw the football. Uh, he can move it. And he doesn't really give the ball away, and it's big. I, I thought he was the best QB coming out of this draft. Um, I think Herbert's probably more dynamic. Burrow is probably a better leader and overall prospect but I I think he's very good and he's extremely underlooked definitely I I sad to say that I think Wentz's time is done but I, I don't think he's better than Wentz just a better fit for the team you set me up again manifesting Carson Wentz Chicago Bears <laughs> yeah fair enough I don't know how I feel about it honestly because I think it depends on what the franchise decides to do if they're going to change coaches and bring in a new, you know, general manager, all that, then I think you have to commit to making a change for whoever you're committing your franchise to be in. At this point in time, I really don't think it can be Carson Wentz. I mean, if you're looking realistically with over the next three, four years, if you were to deal Carson Wentz and promote Jalen Hurts to be your quarterback, you would save millions and millions of dollars even though you would eat some dead cap on that but think you you would most likely get something in return I think if the Eagles said that Carson Wentz was on the trade block there would be teams like the Colts there would be teams like the Pats the Bears that would definitely toss something out there and I don't even think that that would necessarily deem a, a first round pick I think it, it might take multiple picks but if you said you know, a two or three and, and a six or something like that for Casa Wentz. Like, I feel like that might be uh, enough to get sold. Uh, just throwing that out there. But I, I definitely think Hurts has a future in this league, and I think Wentz is here to stay for a little bit. But, guys, to the Arizona side of that game, man, D-Hop is special. He just makes those catches look so easy. It's crazy, honestly. Yeah, he's good, man. And if Arizona gets hot, I mean, it's all about who gets hot before the playoffs. Look at the Bills. Uh, look at the Colts. It's all about who rides it out, man. It's, it's going to be very, very cool to see what wild card teams can get it done because I think this will be a lot of upsets this year. Yeah, I mean, the more we see D-Hop and how good he is, the more I, I question myself how the Texans could let someone like that go, you know what I mean? But it is what it is. Arizona is a good young team. Once Kyler's, you know, fully back to form and 
not banged up anymore. They're going to be a scary team. So if they can slide in the playoffs and get healthy, they're, they're going to be a threat. Still too young, I think, you know, to really make a push. But in, in a few years, man, if D-Hop stays there and, and, and Kyler keeps, keeps growing, they're going to be scary. Yeah, they definitely will. And now, guys, to finish it up, Kansas City kept it close, but they got the job done against the Saints. And I think it, it was – Nice to see that with Drew Brees back in the offense that they can put points back up. And I think that's more fit, you know, for the play style that they would like to run. But definitely a little uh, concerning that Michael Thomas found himself on the IR. And I know the Saints found themselves in a position where they're in the playoffs regardless and they have a decent seating. But I feel like Michael Thomas has just been in and out of this lineup so much. And now over the next couple of weeks, Alvin Kamara is still going to take some more of that wear and tear because he's getting force-fed. So hopefully over, over you know, the next two games or so, Emmanuel Sanders can step up. like to see Lat Murray get the ball a little bit more. Maybe some Jared Cook action if he's still alive over there. But things are definitely looking tricky for the Saints, and things are looking good uh, for the Chiefs and the AFC. Yeah, man, and, and honestly, I hate to give credit uh, to the Saints, but I thought that – how bad Drew Brees was was from not playing, no Michael Thomas, uh, a couple of injuries on defense, and to still make it that close. Uh, I, th- I thought it was impressive. Uh, the Chiefs' red zone defense isn't good. The red zone offense is okay. But, you know, I mean, the Chiefs got the W, and they've been great on the road this season. But I don't know, man. It, it, they keep it way too close for comfort, and I feel like it is going to come back to bite them, whether in the Super Bowl or before that. The Saints are good, man. I've been saying it. They fell short, but they're a good football team, man. I've been saying it. You guys have been hating, but watch out for the Saints. I'm, I'm telling you. All right, guys, that's going to wrap things up for us since the Sandbox Week 15 impressions. Had to jump in with our impressions before we got into our Week 16 talk. We know it's Christmas week, so everyone have a Merry Christmas. Good luck in the Fantasy Super Bowl, and we'll catch everyone next episode. Peace out. Five stars only, guys. Peace.